G'day you mob, Pete here, and this is another episode of Aussie English, the number one place for anyone and everyone wanting to learn Australian English. So, today I have a GOSS episode for you where I sit down with my old man, my father, Ian Smithson, and we talk about the week's news, whether locally down under here in Australia or non-locally <laughs> overseas in other parts of the world, okay? And we sometimes also talk about whatever comes to mind, right? If we can think of something interesting to share with you guys related to us or Australia, we also talk about that in the GOSS. So, these episodes are specifically designed to try and give you content about many different topics where we're obviously speaking in English and there are multiple people having a natural and spontaneous conversation in English. So, it is particularly good to improve your listening skills. In order to complement that though, I really recommend that you join the podcast membership or the academy membership at aussieenglish.com.au where you will get access to the full transcripts of these episodes, the PDFs, the downloads, and you can also use the online PDF reader to read and listen at the same time, okay? So, if you really, really want to improve your listening skills fast, Get the transcript, listen and read at the same time, keep practicing, and that is the quickest way to level up your English. Anyway, I've been rabbiting on a bit, I've been talking a bit. Let's just get into this episode, guys. Smack the bird, and let's get into it. So... Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So, I had my first day- Uh-oh. At the- um, first Well, day of, first day. Not first, first day. It's been first a day of days. real work. Yeah. It's been the third day now of real work. Let me just get some of these whiskeys out of the way. So, I took these whiskeys in today. So, I got, brought my props here to um, do some trades with <laughs> the guys at the, the uh, whiskery. So, if you guys are interested in whiskey um, and gin in particular, and you're living around Geelong, and you can actually leave Melbourne currently- um, go and check out the Whiskery. So, they are a distillery in, I guess, between Drysdale, Drysdale and Port, Port Arlington, Arlington yeah. on the Great Ocean- Oh, on the Great Ocean Road. What am I on smoking? On the Port Arlington Road. The Port Arlington Road. And um, they're in the Ballerine Peninsula. And it's kind of like- I guess it's sort of like um, the- How would you describe it? It's kind of like a winery kind of stop off where you can go and chill out, have some drinks- you know, enjoy the scenery. Yeah, food. Good food. Good food as well. I got yeah. married there. You so, did? that's why I'm giving them a shout out. But I um, today got to do cuts of um, the first ever whiskey that I have been a part of, of distilling. So, that was good fun. And they gave me a whole bunch of these freebies to share with dad. So, have you got all five there? I believe so. I actually, I may not have the most recent one, but I've got a bunch of these gins. Yeah. So, Teddy and the Fox is the first one. And they named them after dogs that they've had. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I got to meet one called Billy recently, who is going to be the first whiskey. It's going to be um, Bad Boy Billy. Bad Boy Billy. (laughs) Yeah. will be the first whiskey that they have. And so, yeah, I think this was really cool. This is Teddy and the Fox that I'm holding up to the camera here. And it is- uh, Staffordshire Bull Terrier, Terrier yeah. chasing a fox. And apparently, that's what actually happened. He, um, When they bought the land there, um, Teddy jumped out of the car or whatever, saw a fox and chased him across the, the field. And they get a Sydney-based artist to do the artwork for all of these, which are really cute. So, it's Rosie and the Rabbits. Rosie and the Rabbits, yes. Rosie There's is, another one. digging up rabbits. Yeah. So, they tend to- I, I really like that aspect of the whiskeys. Yeah. Um, and- We've got the old Dodger. Yeah. 
What have we got? Old Dodger, Trooper yeah. in the Rue, uh, Rosie and the Rabbits. In the uh, I've got a bunch of them, so you can have one of those. We can smash them out later. And Teddy and the Fox. And there's another one coming out for- um, I think raising money for koalas that's oh, about yeah. to come out. It yeah. hasn't come out yet. Right. So, yeah, it's cool. been really, really cool sort of just going down there and volunteering and learning how to make gin and um, whiskey. Mm. So, well, today we were running it through the still and doing the cuts and everything, get to sample it every 30 minutes, give your opinion. So, you're in that crossover period between the science and the art yeah. um, in whiskey making because- Gin, the science takes about thirty seconds. Yeah, uh, the art is what flavors you put in it. Yeah, whiskey, obviously. I don't know how much you want to go through the, the yeah, process the of spiel. making whiskey. You I don't can know. Probably do a show on you guys that one. to sleep. Yeah, uh, but there's a there's a longer series of of steps to be um, that are a combination of yes. science at the beginning and then art at the end of just mixing flavors and tastes and things so. well and you guys will probably see i mean if i hold up some of these whiskies you might be able to see on the camera here how dark this is an 18 year old Macallan, and so it is relatively dark i mean I'm, they probably get darker um but the darkness is tannins that come out of the wood and that takes a very long time for that to happen generally mm. it depends on barrel size that you use it happens much more quickly in a small barrel versus a really big barrel um, but they tend to use big barrels for these more commercial ones. Um, but, yeah, it's really interesting. And so, I don't know. It's it's just so fascinating getting into it. But I was watching some stuff recently and there's there's a lot of people going sort of crazy with the science. There's a guy in America and he has a- I guess it's not a whiskey technically. It's made like a whiskey's made, but because he does it in six days <coughs> and he uses UV light, he shines UV light into the whiskey- in which I believe there are oak um, pieces of wood, staves that have been taken from a barrel. Oh, so he's actually putting the wood directly in to increase in the, the surface whiskey. area. Of yeah, the but wood, then obviously. he shines UV light at it to speed up the the rate at which the tannins degrade. Okay, and therefore the molecules come out into the blend. Yeah, and I think it artificially ages the whiskey rapidly. Yeah. So, within six days, he has a quote-unquote whiskey, which <laughs> technically it's not because a whiskey has to be, I think, at least three and a half years old in America, I think. I, the rules change all over the place, but generally they have to have been in a barrel for two to three years, mm. whether it's in England, Britain, Australia, Canada- and he does it in six days. And so, he's- I think it's called the abomination. <laughs> but, yeah, he's won a whole bunch of awards for this thing that um, he's sped up the process. And that's one of those- I think he's hated by a lot of people as a result mm. because that's the- one of the limiting factors on, re on, on whiskey and making money from that resource is the fact that a lot of them has to have to be put away for years and years and years and years in yeah. barrels- and if you could do that in six days all of a sudden and use the same label, say mm. that that is still whiskey, um, you would potentially undercut a lot of these big players. Yeah, but, you know, well, ultimately, from the consumer's point of view, mm -hmm. if it's the same quality of product, if it tastes similar and people like it. Oh, that's it. You know, And look, in the end, you can- end up going to court and suing, not you, one can end up yeah. going to court and suing people for the naming rights and those sort of things. Like, technically, according to the French government, um, nobody outside the province of Champagne is yes. allowed to call sparkling white wine Champagne. Yeah. Um, one wonders what the French government would do to Australia <laughs> if Australia just said, bad luck, we're yeah. going to call our sparkling white wine Champagne. But, yeah, clearly we have a- 
a good trade agreement with the European community and we're not going to yeah we sell a lot more wine to Europe than we buy from Europe so yeah. we're not going to uh, uh, put that at risk. That would be a dick a move. Alec. That's a good yeah. expression for you a guys. Dick, a dick move. move. It yeah. sounds crass, but it's sort of you don't really think of dick when you being say a it. dick means being a dick being is stupid. Is being an asshole. Yeah, being an it's asshole. either being an asshole as in being nasty or just mm-hmm. being stupid, being a horrible person. And that would just be being stupid. And because yeah, it would be another one. You know, uh, biting your nose despite your face, mm-hmm. you know, which you know. To pass that one. Mm-hmm. How on earth do you do that? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, dick move is when you do something that's sort of nasty, especially when you know yeah. that it was nasty. Exactly. And, it, and it's sort of- um, Just to make a point. Either. Yeah. Mm. Or just to be nasty to someone. Yeah, to be horrible to someone. You, oh, mm. man, that was a dick move. So, yeah, it's been an interesting week, learning mm. about all that sort of stuff, meeting new people, getting my hands dirty, and um, I don't know. I kind of miss doing actual physical work. I'll tell you what, after- What's it been now? Three years? Nah. Yeah, three sitting years. Behind three a desk. years sitting behind a desk yeah. um, doing Aussie English. Well, when you time. started doing this, a lot of what you were doing was uh, vodcasting on and vlogging on the fly. You were walking around and yeah. talking. So yep. now you don't even do that. Back in those days when I was thinner. God, yeah. I miss those days. <laughs> and you lived but, across the road from a park. But yeah. yeah, it is funny. How do you feel about me getting into whiskey? Was that something you foresaw coming? Well, I didn't so much foresee it. I quite enjoy it now because <laughs> you get to buy the whiskey and I get to taste it. So. <laughs> yeah, I've been a whiskey drinker for a long time. Yeah, but, um, Dad takes yeah. it a lot easier than I do, though. He, yeah. He's a, mo- a lot more mellow, I think, in terms of um, you have a small collection of three or four a bottles and you'll three or four bottles hold on to them until they're, ga- they're done. Yeah, and when one's finished, mm-hmm. I'll go out and buy another one sometime in the next few months. So, uh, <laughs> whereas Pete, I don't know how many you've got now. Probably about Too 15 many. or something. No, there'd probably be more than that. Oh, uh, maybe. But I, I think, yeah, I, I got sucked into the wanting them side by side so that I can actually compare them. And yeah. doing the social aspect of it, I mean, I'm not going to- The funny thing is, since getting into whiskey and buying all these that you guys can see if you- watching the video, I probably drink a lot less because mm. it's not- You talk more. I talk more, yeah. <laughs> well, you get to socialise more. And I think that's the thing that sort of sucked me in a little bit more is the fact that when drinking whiskey, you're discussing it and talking about, you know, well, this one's story is this and this one's 60-something percent alcohol. Ooh, how does this one feel? What do you smell? What do you taste in this one? Mm. You don't really have that conversation with other- Beverages, yeah. Well, beer right. is sort of because yeah, even beer is sort foods. of equivalent, but maybe wine in terms of variety. Wine a little bit, but, but beer is sort of oh, I like that. Why? Yeah. Oh, I taste a bit like this. It's a bit hoppy. Okay, good. Get yeah. into it. Have Here's another, another one. one. It's yeah. hoppy as well. Well, and that's the thing. <laughs> so, like you know, a beer this size would probably have. Uh, if I hold this up, this is probably two shots of whiskey in this little. Yeah. Uh, maybe a bit less. This is fifty milliliters. So that would probably be one and a half beers. I would probably drink that amount. Of whiskey in a night, maybe one, one and a half of these. Mm. So, that would be the equivalent of like three beers. If I'm just drinking beers, though, I'm probably having two of these an hour, yeah. right? And yeah. you're going to do that for a few hours at least. So, you're probably going to have five you're or six beers. So, yeah. that's the interesting thing. bloated with the gassiness and the volume of liquid that you're drinking. Yeah. Well, and that's it. So, it, the thing that blew my mind to sort of keep talking about whiskey for this little episode- is that we kind of twisted my mum's arm into getting into it recently? Hey, too, right? Was hey, that something I, you ever saw happen? I will. I I will. Get, I I yes, twisted thank her you. arm. I will claim. I bullied her. <laughs> I deny all responsibility. Drink here. it. Drink it. Yes, he Try bullied it. his Drink mother. It. <laughs> Completely unfairly. <laughs> she loved it. Into- No, she didn't. What is that ad again? But- Your mum's another hairy one that loves it. Oh, no, don't go there. <laughs> it was a noodle ad in Australia uh, for a while. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so your mother yes. has- um, been bullied into partaking, yeah. But 
you actually found a whiskey that she liked. Which so. is, I think, this one, which is a Melbourne-based whiskey. Yes, Port Melbourne. Starwood. This one is Solera. And you guys, for a bit of a cultural awareness, you may have seen- We should talk about Dan Andrews' Get on the Beers. Um, you may have seen Dan Andrews, our- um, I was about to say Prime Minister- our if only premier, our premier of Victoria <laughs> recently get into the news, not for COVID, um, you know, reports as he's been doing for the last 120 days. Yeah, he had a day, he's had one day off. He had Sunday off Insane. this week for the, he had 123 days in a row and Insane. he took a day off and everybody went, oh, where's Dan? He's on the beers. <laughs> no, but he made a comment, didn't he? Someone said, are you going to get on the beers? And he said something like, I think I'm going to go up, sh- up a shelf or top shelf. Yeah. This calls for something that's top shelf. The reference there is to, I think, whiskey. Or at least liquor that it's is high very quality high liquor. quality. They put them at the top shelf in the bar. So to keep people it away from, the, from yeah. the plebs. Yeah. yeah, that's it. But he said that and he was drinking, I believe it was Tawny by Starwood, yeah, Starwood. Whiskey. And he put a photo up of it. Good to see him drinking a local. Yeah, yeah. well, and that was it. It was right. very um, well placed because it's a Melbourne distillery. Um, they are, they're really good whiskies, guys. If you like mixing whiskies, if you're Jack Daniels kind of thing and you want an Australian- um, you know, sort of equivalent to mi- mixing whis- whiskey with your Coke or whatever. Check out Starwood. I don't own shares in Starwood. I've never spoken to them, but um, check them out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. No, no, no. They're really good. Well, the guy that I work with talks to the, to the um, head distiller there right. frequently. But Dan Andrews was smashing tawny, um, I guess, shots of, of whiskey. He probably was. He was probably yeah. taking it pretty easy. He probably just took the photo. And he probably didn't had, even have any. Had- <laughs> One sniff and done for the- But I love that we make a joke of that, which is why I wanted to bring that up. And it ties in with, with whiskey, obviously, that um, Dan Andrews was like, you're going to get on the beers. And Dan Andrews is like, oh, no, nah, this this calls for something a little more <laughs> top shelf. Puts up a, an Instagram of him, um, you know, with the local Melbourne whiskey. But now there is a, a whole song online. I think there's a song that's gone viral on iTunes called Get on the Beers. Get on the Beers. With yeah. Dan Andrews talking <laughs> in the background with those like catchphrases. Uh, Rory, my, uh, I guess my brother-in-law just sent me a video of a rave in um, Perth, effectively trance music, dance music kind of stuff with 15,000 people head pumping to get on the beers. And it's effectively, <laughs> they're showing all the, the video and everything of Dan in his, you know, um, getting interviewed and just saying, nah, th- get on the beers, you know, and it's like, yeah, you need to get on the beers, get on the beers. And they've turned it into a song. So, I love that aspect of Australian humour. Mm. <laughs> hey, look, if you can't turn a one-liner into a song, you're not very good, are you? So, yeah, I know. But yeah, Jesus Christ. dance music where all you need is 100 beats per minute beat behind you and, you know, and a one-line. <laughs> so. Mm. so, how do you feel uh, looking back? I mean, we've had another thing to bring up. Well, if I can keep a train of thought going. Is the been dub- a long day apparently the double donuts, double do- donut. Yeah, hey, days. that was my first story. All right, well, you can get first into first story was about double, donuts, double donuts, which, which is a good expression for our, for our American friends. They would be sitting there going, <laughs> "The expression is double bagels," um, but yeah, as in two zeros. Yeah, um, two zero, zero, yeah, zero, zero, zero. Double donuts. We are uh, double donuts six days in a row. Yeah, how good's um, that? So, no COVID thank you, Dan. cases. Yes, thank, thank you, Dan. Dan. Fuck you, everybody else. <laughs> He's uh, giving Dan a hard time. Yeah. About Not Dan. just in general. <laughs> yeah, just to give you a perspective. In <laughs> to everyone who's been June. calling him exactly. like Hitler no, and everybody Stalin else, and yeah. just, you uh, know, Chairman Mao. There's and- Dan and then there's everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to put it in perspective, um, sometime in early June, yep. when we peaked at 750 ca- new wow, cases was that June a day. that that happened? May, June, around Jesus there. Jesus Christ, that France feels like yesterday. 
720 something. So we're ahead of France yep. uh, that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, five months later, we have had six days in a row of zero. Yeah. France, Britain, Germany, Italy, Spain are in tens of thousands a day. So, all those people who were whining about the lockdowns and the economic circumstances and everything else, I'm not saying that there haven't been people who've been adversely affected. Um, Yeah, everybody has been adversely affected, but we are now at zero cases six days in a row. We now have 20 active cases um, all yeah, in quarantine. Uh, the most frustrating thing Victoria. here is the lack of awareness. You don't know, because things are good, you don't know how bad things could have been. Mm. So, you don't know, for instance- Exactly. If Dan hadn't done that, would you be dead? Yeah. Would I be dead? Would uh, Nana and Grandpa be dead? Would my friends have, you know, contracted COVID and their parents may have died? Oh, exactly. Because because Dan went through and, you know, brought these draconian, you know, um, authoritarian rules in where we got locked down, uh, probably tens of thousands of people are not dead, you know, or at least the ramifications of this will have led to the fact that yes. you'll have thousands of people who won't have died. Um, but you will never know who those individuals were. And that's the weird thing that I had a lot of friends um, in the uh, hospitality industry whinging about it, you know, and I understand because their their careers and their wealth and everything is tied up with having to have these businesses open and being able to feed people. Mm. But, you know, a lot of them are in the age bracket where they are some of the most at-risk people and you're kind of like- well, if you want him to open everything up and ignore the fact that COVID is a big problem in killing people, would you be one of the people who would put their hand up to die first yeah, so that your exactly. restaurant could open? <laughs> and I'm sure that every single person that would be asked that would not be willing to sacrifice their life to help no. their, their business or a business of someone they know prosper slightly better. So, I don't know. That's that's why I've had a bit of a bee in my bonnet about it. Yeah, I am a very and, libertarian person. And, and me too. Um, and I'm but, you know, fairly left wing in politics, as you may have. Uh, worked out by now. Mm. Um, Dad's a communist, guys. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ideally, I probably would have been a communist a hundred years ago, but it's a failed idea. Yeah, it's a, it's a, just a little aside for me. <laughs> communism is one of those ideas that looks really good on paper uh-huh. until you actually involve people. Well, it's the same with authoritarianism, right? Yeah. It's the same. It's like, well, all we need to do is find this really good guy, the perfect guy to lead us, and it'll be fine. Singapore. Everybody says the best form of government is a benign dictatorship. Yeah. That's basically what Singapore was for its first 50 years. Until the dictator dies or disappears. Unfortunately, they they don't have (laughs) a a bad person taking over. But that's a bit of an aside. But but look, I all joking aside around the politics um, and all the crap that Dan and his government have uh, have copped, uh, it's been an incredible job by a lot of people, yeah. but him in particular. You know, I said 123 days in a row he's worked and he has fronted one or two times a day he has yeah. fronted the press and he's every time he's he has so said, patient. I am here until I've answered all your questions. Mm-hmm. And he just answers. And he will- he doesn't even bite at the really stupid questions. <laughs> it's, I, I reckon uh, I've got a fairly short temper for stupidity, so I'm probably not the one to judge. But I reckon I would have lasted about three days with there's a couple of of our uh, Murdoch press journalists who have mm-hmm. been baiting him for months. And 
every time because he knows them. Um, mm-hmm. And every time it's, and I won't name them, but it's, oh, yeah, you're asking that question again. I answered it yesterday. I told you it would take me about a week to get the data. Yeah. And then a week later he comes out and says, here's the data. See, mm-hmm. we were right. Uh, and they just keep going and going and going and they're at him the whole time. But so he has my utmost respect. And and the thing is that we, we don't have much of an opposition, uh, political opposition in Victoria, which is... Unfortunate, I think, because I think, you know, democracy is only as strong as the opposition. Uh, But um, that aside, um, he has approval ratings in the 70%. And that's what you never hear about because of the Murdoch media. You think that everyone hates him. And especially on Facebook, you know, you end up in an echo chamber where you- even if you don't agree with a lot of the stuff you see, if you react to it, Facebook keeps showing you more of it. So, I keep seeing all of the anti-Dan Andrews stuff and you think, oh, geez, everyone's yeah. thinking this. But in reality, when you actually walk outside and chat to people, yeah. everyone's like, no, he's got a approval ratings in the 70%. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and that that means that about a third of the people who are in that approval rating wouldn't vote for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he's done a pretty good job. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the COVID story in Victoria at the moment. Double oh, and donuts. the border to uh, New South Wales has just opened up. Yeah, and so, there's still a lot of drama between New South Wales and Queensland, apparently. Queensland are not open to Victoria either. No. But, uh, yeah, Gladys Berejiklian, who's the Dan Andrews equivalent in New South Wales. Except um, a Liberal, not except, a Labor. Yeah, she's the other party. side of politics. But she actually has done a very good job as well. She's screwed up on a whole bunch of other things, some of which <laughs> we we've spoken about time. in previous <laughs> episodes. But Like partner choice. Yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> um, but she, um, she ran that line of lockdown early and she- and uh, and to her credit, the Premier of Queensland, um, the three of them, the Premiers of Victoria, New South Wales and Queensland, basically ran the country for the first three months of this. Yeah, while ScoMo um, was thinking yeah, about a holiday about, in Hawaii. Yeah, what, what can I possibly do? Because <laughs> um, those three, the three Premiers just said, well, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And they sort of agreed, yeah. and therefore the rest of the country started to do it. But, but there are relationship, um, New South Wales and Queensland's kind of deteriorated, right? I think Gladys was on the news she today was, saying she, she was, can't so, even phone yeah, up the woman she rings, she trying rings to get her on the and phone. She leaves a message, and yeah, the yeah. Premier from Queensland just doesn't answer it. Yeah, so. right. Rocky, doesn't ring her back, so oh, that's rocky, a bit bizarre. Rocky road. Which, you know, the Premier from Queensland has just been re-elected this last weekend as well. So, yeah. I think she's probably got other also things to Also Labor, about, right? So, you've got Labor, Labor, Queensland, Labor, Liberal, Liberal New South Wales. Labor, down Labor, Queensland. Na- little label. Uh, uh, Labor, Victoria. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, tongue twisters. So, yeah, yeah, is that it for the story? Double, di- double digits. That was double, it. Well, double digits. Double donuts. Double donuts. Jeez, yeah. too much beer, Pete. Go. Yeah, or not enough. Yeah, or not enough. <laughs> Just not enough lubrification. Far out. Lubrification. There you go. Lubrication, lubrification. Far out. Anyway, hope you guys enjoy this episode. (laughs) See you on the next one. See you. Alrighty, you mob, thank you so much for listening to or watching this episode of The Goss. If you would like to watch the video, if you're currently listening to it and not watching it, you can do so on the Aussie English TV channel on YouTube. This is different from the main channel. You'll be able to subscribe to that. Just search Aussie English TV on YouTube. And if you're watching this and not listening to it, you can check this episode out also on the Aussie English podcast, which you can find via my free Aussie English podcast application on both Android and iPhone. You can download that for free or you can find it via any other good podcast uh, app that you've got on your phone, Spotify, podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, whatever it is. I'm your host, Pete. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have a ripper of a day and I will see you next time. Peace.